Extravagant post scandalous episode present with us tonight in the rosy glow of after event coital joy. We have me, John, the host, Christopher with a K this time, and to my virtual, I don't even know, left, yes, to the far, far deep Bernie Sanders left, we have the crown prince of all heresies in Sweden. Where are you? Well, I'm right here in my fucking hopper room. What's wrong with you? <laughs> in the far left. <laughs> far left corner. We have Mr. Swede. All right. Where are yeah. your red trunks? I'm pretty good, you know. Been playing some floorball, drinking some beers, uh, playing, looking up what to buy, because I need to desperately buy some more Adeptus Titanicus, apparently. Especially for next year's Scandus. I have like a, an army in that I need to plan. So, yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. What are you doing? Me? I'm actually in the post-joy. You know when you go to Scandis and you meet up with people you haven't met for a long time and you go like, wow. Especially now with fucking Corona. (laughs) Oh, it's been insane. I I can realize that I lost some of my social graces because I think I meant like a leanness for Northern Heresy and I went five inches from his face. No, like five centimeters. Like, it's super good to meet you. Wow, you lost a lot of weight. You want to play a game? And yeah, so... uh, Social grace is lost on my behalf. Sorry, Linus. Uh, I'm planning out what I should do to expand on my army that I played at Scandal. So I think I'm going to do some Sons of Horse and Death Guard, but I'm not going to do World Leaders. Sorry, Freddy. Uh, beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, everybody's jumping on the Titanicus train. Speaking of trains, who we'd have to the far, far right, wearing blue trunks, blue like money and the blood in his veins. We have the Magnificent Eric. What's up? Hey, get, hey there. Yep, uh, just hanging out here tonight, not doing much. I totally stopped doing any hobby things for a week after Scandus because it's been a lot of shit going on up to Scandus. So I, I think I needed a week off. Um, so back to a bit of 3D printing and now some fantasy stuff. And then I guess the whole uh, 30k wipe will come back at some point here over the winter, at least for Adepticon. No, yeah. fuck. LVO, mate. LVO. Yeah, if I had more vacation. Yeah, and just to cherish Eric and our Southern listeners, I want you to enjoy this sound. That was me cracking open some Southern Delight in the form of Faxikondi. <laughs> Faxikondi. Are you the one that stole the Danish beer that they gave me? No. Fuck uh, you, mate. I'm going to no. come over there and kill you. 
A, you can't because your socialistic veins refuse you to take from the means of producers, me. And B, what? in my home, this is actually known as Foxy Candy because my kids can't pronounce Foxy Candy. So my six-year-old goes into the cupboard and points and yells like, Dad, I want me some of that Foxy Candy. And my wife thinks that's the best thing ever. So I think I have like five of these left out of the original 30 you gave me. I need to bring more next time. Delicious. Yeah. So in this episode, we're going to cover basically on what was Scandus, how did it go down, what did we play briefly, uh, lessons learned, and how to move forward. But before that, we actually oh, just... Oh, and, uh, and we're also considering as the end of our event series. Yes. Uh, we are going to give you an update on what to expect for next year. Ooh. Ooh, because I've already started fucking booking the events and shit on Facebook. I've heard bigger, better, badder than ever. <clears throat> you but know before, it. That, before that, we just got one of these, like, I mean, it's Games Workshop now, but it's like the Legion Dispatch or whatever you call it, news from Forge World. And the upcoming is actually the Sons of Horus Legion Praetor, the one that some people got instead of Malagors the Twisted. Malagers, they twisted up your order, I'm going to call him. And I mean, yeah, it looks pretty fine. Leading discipline armor, you know him, you love him. He has a Volkite, for some reason, a Volkite Serpent and a Power Fist, and he looks magnificent. But even on the picture, he looks pretty big. I mean, I look forward to having this guy maybe do a head swap. Is one free, magnificent. Also, uh, they keep saying that they're re releasing the Mark IV Destroyer Squad, which, as we've discussed, strikes me as odd because I don't think it's ever been out of stock. Correct me, dear listeners. And then also, Eric, me, great news. Book three and book seven is being advertised in this Legion Dispatch. So I assume that every book is going to be out for a reprint or something. Wait, isn't that soft cover though? Right? I thought so too, but I'm going to send you the link here on Discord. And Ooh. it has metal corners. Are you and sure? And it's probably the not, uh, not a soft back because then uh, the metal corners would fuck it up pretty fast. Yeah, and if you look at it, the picture has texturing on it that looks like leather seven what? specifically. There's talking a lot about like base wolves. Wait, no, 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 no. This is no. Is this soft cover? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. It's not what it looked like. No. I mean I, I sort of I sort of Nope. Why do you sound like Galadriel in Lord of the Rings? No, I can soft see cover. It. I can soft see cover. It I'm sorry, mate. These are oh. the soft cover ones. Because well, on the soft cover it. ones, they're printed. The the metal corners are printed. Oh, okay. Mm. So I guess this is just confirmation of the soft cover release. I mean, I'm going to buy it. I'm still like chomping it a bit for book one and two, which I don't own. And you can see it on the reason. frame. Really? Yeah, it's, the frame is flat. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's just like there's no indentation. Yeah. Well, wah, wah. Well, if you want the real deal, you can always come by Denmark and I can show you my collection of all the books. You you do realize you just invited every fan who listens to this. So basically <laughs> all five of us as well as my parents. Oh, my yeah. parents my parents will be very happy to swing on by Eric. <laughs> it's good that your parents than support than you. your podcast, mate. That's very good. Don't yours? Come on. No. <laughs> But I, I always bought the books every time they came out. So I also have the limited edition uh, Space Marine one. And yeah, I think yeah, the Ages of Death one, like the black. I have that, that one too. I only yeah, have like right. five to eight. Speaking of which, uh, for everyone out there who's looking for a solid financial investment, I think the last price I saw book eight go for on eBay, and we're talking about store listings, is 
can you get Theric? How many dollars roughly book eight is going for? Probably like three hundred or something. Three hundred dollars. Thousand pounds. A thousand pounds. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Apparently book eight, and I didn't even know about this. Book eight had some sort of like weird limbo state just before Anuj left, or so the rumor says, and it got like a really, really limited print run. So unless oh. you're one of those dedicated fans who likes logged in within an hour and a half and bought it, apparently there's very few out on the market. Oh, apparently I'm a dedicated fan then. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I got mine at uh, the Weekender. Yeah. yeah. Eric, Eric owns all the books. Have you ever read the fluff in them? <laughs> no, I, I usually go directly to the rules. Oh, <laughs> such a fucking moron. All right. <laughs> well, that's it for the actual intro. So... Uh, <laughs> After this brief segment, we're going to jump into the meat and bones of this entire episode. We're going to talk about Scandus. Whoop, whoop. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I want it now. And we're back. So now we're going to talk all about Scandus, which saw, like, if we look into it, oh my God, leading up to Scandus, uh, we thought that, okay, well, well, we had a had a new venue. We could actually accommodate 60 players. We just like, okay, well, say we can have 60 players and bam, one week, all <laughs> sold out. What the fuck happened? Oh my God, that's crazy. Never heard of before, and I have to say, like looking through the list of attendees and and stuff that happened, uh, I I was kind of quite surprised that me, who had played Heresy since like, well, it's almost a decade now. I I saw that it was at least thirty new names that I did not recognize, and that is fucking awesome, in my book anyway. What do you guys say? Definitely also here. Like we we got ten people from Denmark, originally had twelve. Some of them had to to not go from yeah other unrelated issues. But uh, ten people going all the way to Stockholm that was uh, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, and I how many we... of those were like brand new? Like let's say you straight like maybe played one event before or we basically some, some had... of the names I I didn't recognize some of the names yeah. and I knew most of the names. I, yeah, I, came, if, I came into the kitchen and I saw two Danes like painting their armies in a really beautiful scheme. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen these people before. I'm like, hey, and they're like, eh. I'm like, well, that's my reaction if I have to finish an army for an event that's starting up too. So yeah, hey guys, see you later. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, one of them uh, was Bjarge. We've talked about him before on some of his lists in, in this podcast. Uh, he's, he's one of the old players in, in Denmark. Um, then we had Olivia, who's also one of the, the older players and Sebastian and Sune. So that's, and then me, of course. Uh, so that's five players who've played for a long time. And then we have, um, then we actually have five quite new players. Um, for some of them was, I think their second event, only having played, yeah, Reltag in Denmark before we went. The the good part was all the ten Danes knew the the IT system, 
and could help with that on their teams. Um, but yeah, five new players and five old players. Yeah, that, which is pretty cool. Like, like that, that, that goes back to say that if I said that we have 60 dudes and checking out with like who paid what and like going through the attendees, third of those people were brand new. And when you brought from Denmark, you brought, you had 10 pe- people and five of those were brand new. That's like fucking yeah. 50% new. And normally we run, we have run, uh, ran scanners with 40 players. Yeah. Uh, in our old venue, uh, we could only do 30. We we tried to do 40 once and we, we filled that up, but it was too many. Uh, so we kind of, that, that was back in 2016, I think. Yeah. And, and then we kind of cut down to 30 because, you know, you want to have a pleasant experience and you want to focus on having a good experience. So we cut down to 30 at Scandis, and we always managed to, like, besides this corona crazy fucking shit when we had last year, when I think we mm. I think we couldn't be more than 20. It was like a top cap on how many people got to be in one venue and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but before that, we always run 30, and now going from 30 to 60, that's like doubling our normal Scandis event. And... It's just fun to see, like how, how many new people. Considering it's been Corona, the hobby has been not quite as active, like with a community that's face to face. It's mostly been yeah. online. But I still think that it's been active in the, in the painting department. Like yeah. at least here in Denmark, the lack of event has has just meant that people have been meeting up instead painting. So so I think that way it it. I think Corona has been good for actually getting people over. We have had a lot of the 40k players, then they didn't have any events. And then they, I, I heard that 40k is a spam of new rules all the time. And a lot of players are fleeing from that to maybe a, a bit slower system, <laughs> uh, which you could all definitely say that 30k is slower when it comes to getting new rules. Well, I mean... The first thing is that when 12 Danes come into Stockholm, I was slightly nervous at the beginning of some sort of like great Danish massacre planning, like Stockholm's Bloodbad, <laughs> or as you call it, the Stockholm's Daily Team, uh, whatever it's known as over there, from Christian de Gure. The second one is, I mean, the fact that we had 30 new people in a system that has very few book releases, rose releases, and whatever, and we had passionate armies, like one of those da- dudes in the kitchen was literally doing a Luna Wolves army with like even, was it like a Stormbird or Thunderbird in this beautiful marbled pattern? Yeah, it was, um, it was called the Thunderhawk Transporter. Yes, Thunderhawk. Was that like Suna or Bjarke? That was Bjarke. Bjarke, shout out. Yes. Oh man, that looks amazing. Uh, and like his, his painting is so good now. It's super improved. But yeah. we had so many people there who I'd never seen before. And we had like a good mood and it was just nice to meet them there were a lot of people i didn't have time to say hello to unfortunately but a lot of people i did have time in. my one regret is that i didn't have time to like talk to more people and walk around but i did get a lot of games in and as i mentioned i did forget some of my finer social graces during this quarantine period because i know a lot of people like me have played maybe during quarantine one two four games and it's usually against like the same people the people you can get to safely without interacting in like public transportation just getting out and playing against new armies and new people was, was really good. And just seeing people again. Yeah, just seeing yeah, people so... and, you know, like sharing a cigarette and like taking a beer, just eating together yeah. with people who are not in your family. It's just... Yeah, I, I was doing uh, tech support and rule questions for a, a big part of the event. 
so I didn't really get to go into many battles. Um, but I still enjoyed it so much because we, we got to meet people we haven't seen. Yeah, just you guys. I haven't seen you guys for two years. <laughs> and we we saw Max again. That was, that was fucking yeah, great. Was fucking he awesome. made it all the way from England. Um, and yeah, shout, so... out, shout out to the English guys who wanted to come over. But due yeah. to like super <laughs> weird Swedish immigration laws, they couldn't. No, no, so due met... to fucking Brexit. Just, just be honest now. <laughs> yeah, it was Brexit because I called the Swedish police and I'm like, Hey, if people come to Sweden and they have like a fully agreed vaccine pass and like they have a, a test that's less than 20, 72 hours and you will let them in, right? And if it's like, yeah, of course we're going to let them in. We're not going <laughs> to leave them there. Of course you can come into Sweden. They can just come in and play games. It turns out the joke was on all of us because the trick was leaving England. Yeah. <laughs> without valid reason. Like, oh, what's your reason? Like, I'm going to meet some friends and have fun. Oh, okay. Because there's a funeral or no, no, no funeral. Okay. Is one of them dying? No, we're just going to meet some friends and have fun. Okay. That's not a valid reason. Can't let you through. You have to stay yeah. in England. And I'm just uh -huh. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I called the police. I was like, yeah. how? How is such a thing even possible? Because yeah. they didn't have a valid reason. Well, I mean, did you not listen to the. <laughs> did I not listen to my own story? Yeah. <laughs> Well, what is your we, we appreciate that they uh, wanted to come here. Yeah, and Dom, Jack, sucks that you didn't. I missed you dearly. Next year. Next year. Yeah. May maybe yeah. it is retarded weird. Like, maybe you can go back into Schengen or something. I don't know. You join a community in the Europe. Yeah. I, I heard a rumor that if you went through another EU country, then you could just get mm. into Sweden. Because yeah, you mean the one that gave zero shits about <laughs> yeah, apparently one country, we're not gonna name it, uh, got in max, and they were like, let, let, let's, let's give uh, let's give proper hints. A lot of countries have gone into this country. <laughs> <laughs> so they're kind of used to this, not giving a shit that oh Hello. here we go. Hello. Hello, yeah. where are you going? <laughs> uh I want to go to Sweden, Mike. Wait, wait, okay. Are you are you here no, no. <laughs> at the passport control there? Like, are you here to occupy or are you just passing through? Yeah, and they looked at him like Wait, but honestly, like when <laughs> we a problem, do you have anything forbidden or fruits and vegetables? <laughs> it's like, no nah, mate. Okay, well sit down here and we'll see if you can go. And they wouldn't tell him if you could go on the plane. They just had him sit there waiting for the plane. Wow. And then he just went on to gain Sweden. Yeah, but but again, if Sweden hasn't really been much into the whole security thing, even about Corona, I've I've gone to Sweden two times now, uh, doing like yeah, two two times where there have been lockdowns and shit, and basically there's not even a border control when you reach Sweden from Denmark. I've <laughs> uh, I've seen a police officer there one of the no, time, but, but you but reach Sweden through Scania, right? I, I, we, I we, we just want you to come over there unannounced and take that shit back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's the whole purpose, right? But but the fun thing is there has never been border control the other way, you know, from Sweden to Denmark, because that's going south, and apparently no one tries to go that way. Um, but but basically, uh, with yeah, with Corona coming in, we had actually had Danish police control. Um, at the middle of the bridge, so they could turn us around if if we weren't allowed to get in. Um, so yeah, but it's so easy to get yeah. into Sweden. <laughs> also, also shout out to G 
I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Jacinthe Jeffal. Like super cool yeah. French too. It's always so good to meet him. He's just such a classy gentleman, and his painting is fucking on. Yeah, like exactly. Cool guy. Did you guys know he's learned Swedish just by like coming over here a handful of times? <laughs> wow. He speaks fully perfectly functional conversational Swedish. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, you don't even <clears throat> speak Swedish. No. No, he doesn't even speak. That? <laughs> no. I mean, I speak I speak Danish way worse than he speaks like Swedish. And I've been in Denmark a number of times for work and for pleasure. I mean, as much pleasure as you can get in Denmark. But anyway, yeah, no shout out. Basically, I wish yeah. I could shout out everyone, but that would be the entire episode. We had people from England. We had people from all over Sweden. We had people who drove 142 miles to play games. It was so good to finally meet people. Or 850 kilometers for the Danes. Yeah, well, I mean, take this the right way, Eric. I don't really count you guys as coming from a different country anymore because it feels like you're just a part of a Swedish family. <laughs> yeah, so when are we going to see you in Copenhagen? Uh, well, I don't know. I can still count to 10, and I do have all my mental faculties, so in a couple of years, I guess. No, I don't know. <laughs> like, probably next year or this year. Maybe maybe in uh, three or that years. Who knows? <laughs> Nani. Unskuld. Unskuld, Fredrik. <laughs> uh, so no, it was it was so good. And did you guys get any games in, Freddy? What games did you get in? <clears throat> well, considering I was the EO and uh, basically a general for the separatists, I was way too fucking busy trying to uh, hoard uh, cats uh, around the map, which. Considering what happened in the end results, I think I was the best hoarder of cats. Or herder. Herder. Yeah, herder. I didn't hoard any cats. I heard heard cats. That's a suspiciously specific denial. I don't hoard cats. I don't have them locked in. I don't have like 20 cats in the bathroom just keeping me company. No, so I was way too busy being a general person and also IT support because I had to put in all fucking extra points from every person that came up and Every person I went to, like one versus one zones, I wanted to go back and respawn or move to another point and blah, 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 blah. So I was basically stuck in front of a fucking computer. So I didn't get to socialize at all, which is fucking sucks. But I was kind of used to that from Corona. So I didn't even think about it until after the event when I was like, fuck, this is bullshit. I just wanted to do like old school scanners, be super pissed and just walk around and say hi to everyone. Yeah, yes. that's how it is to organize shit. <laughs> and thusly, once again, the genius of myself is proven because you guys have like exuded this gentle air of being like quietly competent and knowledgeable. Eric in his field of planning and Freddie in event planning and organizing. But when I rock off to an event, even though I'm nominally one of the co-hosts and organizers, people don't expect the jack shit because they've heard me on it air and they know I can't do anything. You can't rely on me. I'm obviously drunk all the fucking time and I can't like find my ass with free hands. So nobody asked me about anything this time. They're like, hey, Christopher, do you know where I can find a TU? I'm like, of course, he's right over there <laughs> behind my giant glass of gin and tonic. Yeah, yeah, no which, good times. Which gave you quite a lot of games, didn't it? Yeah, I got like seven games in. Nice. I had super fun. I even had time to like. Can I can I say I taught you BFG? I don't think I can. Like I think two o'clock at night. 
we yeah. played BFG and Freddie had gone to a club or like went out to be social. Nightclub because I'm yeah, social well, because I had to do IT stuff. So I had to listen, do, we I, were in the Las Vegas of Sweden, Grillby. I don't know if nightclub really covers <laughs> it. It was probably some sort of like hedonistic debauchery on a Dionysius level, just like well, you know, lounging people and orgy. To be quite honest, Christopher, he he did say it was the Las Vegas of Sweden. Oh, that's and true. there were quite a lot of similarities. For example, it was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and and that there ends the similarities. I did hear <laughs> I did hear people shoot guns into the desert, and we did have this actually too. We did have like alpacas or llamas walk out outside. Yeah. Freddy, somebody around there fucking owes llamas. You should have told us, dude. I I woke up hungover as all hell at five in the morning and I saw fucking llamas. Do you know what that <laughs> does to a person? Freaks them the fuck out. <laughs> That's not yeah. even a joke. There were llamas there. Yeah. yeah. And 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 random people spawned that that went up and petted them. I was like, where did those people come from? Because you had to drive for so long just to get there. There obviously was a spawn point close by. Holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> a people a spawn point. <laughs> yeah, it's a people spawn point. Not a heart. Yes. So basically, me, me and Eric played Battlefleet Gothic with Max and Jens. And that's actually abetting the biggest lie, which is that Max and Jens, who had also been drinking all day, basically knew the rules. And I'd forgotten all the rules. So I was like, okay, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to like roll for Lance. And that's, I think that's, and I just look at Jens, four plus, right? It's like, yeah, they'll have four plus. Been a four plus for two hours. It's always, yes, of course. And I couldn't play for shit. But I think Eric, mission accomplished. Eric learned the rules. He learned yeah, actually well. he learned the table. <laughs> that weird damage table that's fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, the gunnery table. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, I'm, that's, sure, I'm sure Freddy has like some mind trick for it, like freeze before, <laughs> before fours. The only if thing that abort. BFG is missing, which I actually have on my computer, is cards. What about the cards? I have cards for BFG. Right. And just wait until we run our BFG event, then holy fuck, when I bring out the cards, you're all going to go fucking lose your minds. But, but honestly, I think like the game is super easy to get into, but the rules weren't that It's easy hard. to learn hard to master. Yeah, uh, but, but the rules weren't that hard, and if you have a 3D printer, you can basically spend a week and then you have a fully painted fleet. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things I really like with BFG is that Nominally, uh, you could just seem like you're losing for the first like hour of the game, but in actuality, you just like place your cruisers and heavy cruisers and like battleships if you have any into like orbit or position, and then just open hell. It's like the better parts of Master and Commander. Whereas 40k, even like the smaller squad iterations, is very like tactical. Yeah. BFG gets strategic in like the older Warhammer fancy ways because you're very limited in your moving and firing arcs. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was and we did. We didn't even cover like boarding or like the advanced rules for like orders, like lock on and like uh, power down what? and stuff. Didn't you even do teleport attacks? No, we didn't. <laughs> listen, God. listen. It took them thirty minutes for poor Max. Did someone do like ordnance spam? Yeah, yeah, that was me and Eric. Eric and me. <laughs> Eric did. Eric had one goal and it was a noble goal. That was to ram his ships down my damn throat and just fire and both arcs. And he did. Like he rammed my ships over and over with his cruisers. It was very, very amusing. <laughs> did, any, did you only play Imperial ships or and Chaos ships, or did you play like the orcs? Ram it was ships? Imperial ships. 
Yeah. But I didn't take any damage from ramming at all at any point. Well, as long well, as you went in with actually, a six I... plus save on the on the front. Yeah, Eric. No, yeah, Freddy, you know, like when you drink so much that you unearth like Hitherto suppressed memories of anxiety and post traumatic stress yeah, syndrome? Yeah, like every day. I unearthed one of those. Yeah, you call it lunch. <laughs> uh, I haven't had quite that long an exciting life, but so basically, I remembered when I wanted to get into specialist games, I walked into a game shop and I played one game of BFG a long ass time ago. And it turns out the guy I placed against played like Eldar. <laughs> yeah. And I think the Eldar had like a four plus invulnerable save because nobody gets an invulnerable saves in Battlefield Gothic and like he had a super weird like movement because they can yeah, move no, like, like the wind they, they use the wind mate <laughs> yeah solar winds and they even have this weird janky rule that if they don't shoot they get better and better at not being seen and you have to like hit them with ordnance two inches to the side they have so many weird rules wait like, until you play Necrons, the fucking Eldar. Necrons mate <laughs> Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, so that was great. From like 12 o'clock at night to 2 o'clock at night, it was just like spontaneous games of Titanicus and Battlefleet Gothic and like angry drunk. Yeah, getting drunk. I heard somebody start with like, yeah, people yelling about immigration. And then like, I realized it's not immigration. They're talking about like how the Salamanders is the best legion. Then they played a game about it. And I saw somebody like pick up a Titan and just go like, I'm going to wreck your fucking army. And they played a game about that. <laughs> and then we stopped around 2 a.m. at night. So it's like, it was good times. I was trying to catch you up, Freddy, at what you missed because you had to go home and like sleep in a bed for your elderly back and go to a club. <laughs> I had to go night clubbing like... for my elderly back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fucking terrible. You're so old, you think you have to go out yeah, to have fun. And me and Vori and... When I can sit home in my rocking chair and play some BFG and you scream. <laughs> yeah, let the old traditions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fucking everything post-99. <laughs> <laughs> People too. I also hate um, people. No, it was nice because everybody like broke out their like sleeping bags and like mm. all their so, like. Uh, by the way, talking talking about it. all that shit. It's like summer camp. So the venue. What do you guys rate yes. the new venue? Besides being like in Pig Bumistan, it it's uh yeah you you one thing you definitely need one and a half hour lunch break because holy shit it's what a long time. What the fuck break. does that have about a venue? Well, it, it's it's because, yeah, because the close. venue is far away from everything, but the venue is fucking good. I think we should have a few less tables, you know, instead of having them, uh, you know, rows by three, I yep. think maybe you should we should turn them next time, have a few tables less, because it was a bit difficult to get around between the tables. But holy shit, the terrain was just fucking amazing when, it, when you saw it standing there. Um, so, so basically, the venue is awesome, but a few less tables, and I think we we really we really gonna feel how big it is. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm gonna answer it like this. I think it was a great venue because there's a bar downstairs. Yeah. There's an upper loft where we had quarantined all the Danes. Now, apparently, it's the area that was most afflicted by heat because nobody could sleep at night. <laughs> and there was like huge locales, uh, just like open gym rooms, and the kitchen was nice as all hell. You had several bathrooms. You had like two different washing up areas. It was a really good venue. And a sauna. And the price was quite affordable. Yeah, nobody used the sauna as far as yeah, I know. they did. Uh, the shower. There was, was good. a bunch of people in the sauna. We don't. We don't need to talk 
about the Skander sauna. The first rule about Skander sauna <laughs> is you don't talk about what happens. I don't want to be legally liable if anybody listens to this and is like, ah, oh, what did my spouse do with Skander sauna? Like, I, I just know stuff happened out there stuff. while we were playing BFD. Yes, it did. <laughs> And someone's like, uh, Christopher, I heard that when you guys uh, do the sauna in Sweden, you're always naked, everyone. And I'm like, why Why are you asking me this? And why aren't you wearing anything? Like, blow your waist. <laughs> and have we ever met? I'm like, yeah, I guess sometimes people are naked in the sauna. Yeah, that's what I told them. And then he ran off. Wow. <laughs> but the venue was great. Uh, we had a lot of tables. Like, we could probably have done a smaller Scandus. And I mean, for last year, we had like a mini Scandus, and it worked yeah. great. And I think this year the original plan was like 40 people and then it sold out. But it, it feels really good that even though regardless of how many people we invite, we always have like 10 to 15 dropouts the last couple of days before yeah. the event. So, yeah, so that we can, we, because we normally have a reserve list that is fucking long. And this, this time our reserve list was fucking huge. So in the end, yeah. I think we only lost like uh, five people. So we were 55 that actually rocked up. Yeah. But but again, I think that like next yeah. year, I think we should go for maybe fifty people. No, no, no. Have... I've already set it at forty because okay. just like yeah. you said with the tables. Yeah, I've already yeah, thought about that, and I want to have, uh, you know, that there was like the massive mega room, and then there's uh, a room behind, uh, yeah. you know, that small room where Bjorn and uh, uh, Joachim yeah. was camping. Yeah, at the traitor base or whatever the, <laughs> what the fuck yeah. they were doing. Uh, that room, I was thinking of having uh, where you can just swap tables between Somatalis, Adeptus Titanicus, or BFG. Yeah. And then have the normal room and have uh, less tables there and just make sure that you have 20 tables instead of the 28 tables that we had there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, you know it kind of bummed me out uh, that we had like three Somatalis tables set up. Yeah, we even brought, we also brought our Somatalis table that didn't have space to be set up. Well, I was supposed to, like, I, I fixed the stage to be like the Dane yeah. zone. <laughs> the quarantine zone. <laughs> we call it we call it District 9. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Just as nice as District 8. And plenty of cat food. No, I think next year, I think that year, that room, we should probably have like a specialist gamer. Well, that, that's what I'm, well, not specialist gamer, but that's what I'm thinking about, that small little room there. And that's where I'm going to have it. Because... Obviously, for people that are listening to this, they know that the place pack has already been released for Scanners next year. It's been like one of those works. It's been the works since I started thinking about it last time when I went to Pella on the weekender. Because that is the first time I think it was Anush or someone talked about it's almost been 10 years of heresy. And I started looking at it and I started thinking about it and I was thinking, well, 2022 it's going to be 10 years of heresy and i was looking through all my i remember during quarantine now i was looking through all my old players back and all my old missions and shit when we're doing also 30k we've done campaigns we've done raltac we've done so many different systems we've done uh do, do you guys remember tactical objective cards yeah yeah yes we've done like heaps of those things like heaps of different things and and I was like, hmm. like some of these things were really like people really like, oh, I really love this mission. And you have like he heaps of positive feedback about that mission. You had positive feedback about another mission that was just a normal mission. Like the <clears throat> remember, I, I used to do 
I think the first scanners <clears throat> I did missions from the early books, but li a little bit with a twist because no one liked that, you know, walking around objectives, rolling a six R, oh, you lost D three victory points or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that. If you that remember that mission, yeah, that's the fucking reason I got I yeah, got silver and that gold in grand tournament. So yeah, I, I remember that one. War, War of Lies. <laughs> yeah. I love War of I Lies. Fucking hate it. So. <laughs> the, my go-to is always War of Lies and Ambush because it's like the cruelest mm. matchup. Yeah, also. but 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 it, it it doesn't matter about the game. It's you could you could just be like, yeah, let's share the objectives and then see in the end who has won by rolling a few dice. Yeah, like it it's that. Well, dice yeah, <laughs> but but let's you should let's <laughs> yeah, really finish the up, up. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going through like all my old plays back from back to 2015 and shit. And uh, look through like some of the Lincoln stuffs that I did because of the first Lincoln, we didn't have the Centurion stuff that we kind of pushed. Uh, we didn't do anything. My first ever Horus Heresy event was Lincoln, actually. Um, and, and I just went through everything and I looked at it and I remember I went through like the old feedback stuff that we got and I kind of mixed and match missions and stuff and rules together. So I was thinking about uh, some of the things that we, that has really exploded and been used all across the community, like the strategic cards. Remember we did uh, the second ed homage strategic cards for heresy. Yeah, I still have yeah. mine here. I and that, that is, JP I think like too. all the way from the States down to down under, those cards are still being used at events or other things that they do still like they're super popular so i want to do something with that but you know me okay i went maybe a little overboard on this scandus but i wanted it all but i wanted it to work and i remember doing tactical objective cards um and actually we run even legion special specific ones that that they got like legion special tactical objective cards and we did like a whole event with that was just all about tactical objectives with legal, legion traits on, added on top of that. And it was like, it, it wasn't that overly complicated, but it was, it, it, was, it was super fun and people really enjoyed it. And some of those missions and like the tactical objective cards, I think um, I had to send those all across the fucking world. I remember after that, like I sent like 10 to America. I sent like fucking 10 to australia i think mm. i sent like uh, shit to norway i sent shit like all, all over like yeah. to the uk the uk wanted like a fucking 50 of them um, but i think i think with those like the cards i think it's a good idea i think the the big lesson we got this year is that we shouldn't mix too much no. like have too many rules because we had yeah Almost a book worth of rules. So, so, so yeah. what I've done, like for this one, is I'm, I'm, I really divided it up, super simple. So you have like uh, a number of set of missions where you only run strategic cards, where you basically draw one or two cards, and that's it. Like that's for the, those missions that, and the missions are just pure, like normal, like uh, you get line breaker, you get all like capture those objectives you do like hold mm. quarters and all that it's super easy like everything is on one piece of paper and that's that's yeah. like that's how you count it that yeah, yeah like a shit and, and and then there's another mission where you basically just do tactical objective cards so you draw a card and it's like oh 
capture objective three this turn and you get one victory point. And then you look at your table and it's like, oh, where is objective three? It's over there. Okay, I'm going to try and capture it. And at the end phase, I'm going to play this card. And oh, I got three victory points or one victory points or whatever. And, and that's super simple. And that was like, so I took the, the missions that they thought were the most balanced and the most enjoyable from all the, like, all the feedback that I got from the previous player packs and added them. And it's basically back to basic, but players going to leave the event with two of our most popular deck of cards. They're not overly complicated, the missions, because the missions are normal missions that you play out of the book. The only difference is that you might draw two cards that's like, oh, one card says, oh, you can, one of your army's units can infiltrate this turn, you know, or, or whatever. Because everyone knows the strategic cards aren't that complicated. This unit has rad grades. Yeah. That's also or my some favorite. Shit like that. Like, it, it's not complicated at like all. Like, you get one faucet. Uh, or, or the other one says, like, draw three tactical objective cards. It's like, okay, uh, hold objective three. Uh, get someone to the opponent's deployment zone. Or, like, uh, use a psychic power. Gain X amount of victory points. I think that one of the quiet brilliance of the card system is... We usually get feedback that runs in one of two directions when we have like a large random factor. The first one is, I love it. The randomness adds to the games. It breaks up the tedium because if you've run the same army for like two or three years, you can only add so much until you like get stuck in a pattern. Uh, and they say, we really love all this random. Keep it going. The cards are great. The second one always goes, please take out all the random elements. There's too much randomness. It breaks my immersion. And, and also please fun. add comp with the to card. Horus Heresy. Because... Yeah. Which we will never do because uh, a we we don't really think that comp is an effective way of like structuring people's armies. We always believe in like own liability and responsibility. And secondly, we don't want to go to Geneva for war crimes because that would be a war crime. It ruined fantasy people. I'm not I'm not doing this again. And I think with the cards, you can readily see what you have, what you're gonna do. Because that's what we did to my first scandal as well, 2016, and it was like super easy and granular. As some of the cards are on occasion like super harsh. Like if you roll a one twice, there was like three large blast templates that had haywire and flesh pain AP2, and they did wipe out my buddies uh, like half of his entire army. But then again, such are the vagaries of war. Just yeah. happens. But again, I think that like, yeah. F first of all, there's of course uh, when you talk to feedback. Uh, when you get into an event the size of Scandos, you will always have people who like it, like the way it's done, and who don't like it. Um, even when we have 15 people events, then you'll still have some people who don't like it and some people who love it. And that that's just how it is. Uh, for, for me, I I like the cards, but I don't like if when you get random templates, because I like to, even if it's a random thing, to actually be able to you know, prepare for it or do something against it. And yeah, now, now I have tried uh, against you, Christopher, to be the victim of, hey, your army is gone before your turn one starts. Not yeah, really... but like, to be fair, to be fair, it, it, it was not fun or fair, but it was hilarious because it happened to you. And up to that game, you had murdered everyone you had ever met in Sword Mortalis. <laughs> yeah, but... but... It, it was on your no, fucking due list, it... mate. You played with the devil... <laughs> Fate, like the, there is like 50 cards the yeah. odds of you getting a card that would work perfectly no, no, it wasn't the card it was actually because it was the scenario uh, the scenario was that we were like playing on an abandoned void station and there was like a battle going on 
but it turned out that for some reason Eric kept being struck by lance strikes from like a passing cruiser. Yeah, so basically it was just an apocalyptic strength 10 blast on top of my uh, Ursorax army, which means it just instant killed the whole army because I only had a small starting point and that was about the size of an apocalyptic blast. So I think I had like one guy left at the start of my turn one. And, and then you were like, yeah. they were like, haha, Christopher, this wheel turns. Now I get to place the large template. <laughs> and it turns out that it's scattered off the table. Yeah. And then he has hit himself again. Yeah. So, uh, but apart from the blast, I, I like it too. Just uh, get, make the blast last a turn before they actually explode or something. <laughs> but you're lucky yeah. that that was just uh, mission generated and, yeah. It's not my fault well, you're fucking unlucky. It was very statistically improbable, if yeah. fair, Eric. I mean, I, I wouldn't have enjoyed it either, but it was like very, very improbable. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But again, if it, it's your own choice if you want to put it in there. Like, it's oh, yeah. it's 100% not possible if you don't put it in there. And maybe we could put something in where it only affects the Danes. <laughs> yeah, but again, for, for me, it's the random templates. I'm pretty open for pretty much everything else. And also if it's like next turn, the room is going to explode. Like just something that gives you a time, you know, the time to react and then be like, Yeah, Yeah. because here is just deploy. Oh, great. Lots of apocalypse blast. Well, that hit that room and the whole room is my army. So you're happy to know that there is, as we're only playing normal missions, with uh, normal stuff and using strategic cards or tactical objective cards. When you play the tactical objective missions, obviously there is no randomness besides being what where you will score victory points. Yeah, and that that the victory point thing. That's more your army, like how good you build it. But um, I think Eric Eric really put the finger to pulse here and saying that if we have random elements, it should be things that affects your army or that improves your army you don't want it played at your army you don't want to yeah. be like a passive observer that's like continuously struck with shit you have no way of reacting at because that's as bad as just being continuously pounded for 15 games yeah by ursurax that a dane brings <laughs> no names mentioned eric yeah yeah no but i mean joking aside you just want something that affects the game but you don't want it to be the entirety of it you don't want to be there like okay so now this happens this happens and i can do with anything yeah, like it was actually like we did it at Wildtag with the missiles. Obviously, they didn't work as intended because the generals were fucking busy the whole uh, the whole event. But but like the point that they came onto the table and you declared where they were supposed to land when like when they come onto the table, then you have a turn to shoot them down or just move away so you don't get hit. And, and that's fine because if, if you have a squad of, let's say, Volkite coverings and you're forced to move, well, then they don't get to shoot as strong as they would do. But then it's up to you. Do you want to shoot with them and kill something or do you want to move and survive? Um, uh, so it's all about, you know, just getting the choice. It, it might be both of them might be crappy for you, but you at least you get to do something instead of just, you know, getting... Oh well, your coverings are dead because a missile hit them and they couldn't react in any way. Um, yeah, so I think the cards, but usually, I mean, to be fair, Fred is really good at finding his balance. Yeah, so I look forward to it for one. Things be really good. I'm a so, cards person. Yeah. What? What's? 
what do we also have for next year? Like, hit us with the secrets. Uh, next year, well, obviously, we're going to run Realtek. Uh, and this time, we're going to run Realtek Classic the way it's meant to be. After we tried out the system, and it, it doesn't really handle much more than 30 players before it becomes a bit sluggish. Which is, which is not on behalf of the system, actually, because the system is really good. It's just not made for like large crowds like this. And also, it's not made for large crowds like this untested. No. Yeah, we should have been a few more TOs because we're usually like three to five TOs on 30 people. And this time we were three because I'm not counting myself here. I was pretty out of commission for a while there. That entire bottle of gin was not going to drink itself for lunch. Nope. Yeah. And uh, for 60 people, we should have had basically like, we should have been like, hey, you, you and you, your friends at the podcast, could you please like put on this t-shirt and help people a bit and we'll buy you lunch. And we should also have told people when there was lunch because... The first day we had people just walking away from games without telling anyone because they were so hungry they just went to eat their lunch in the kitchen. Yeah. So there are points of improvement. Uh, well, we norm normally I put up a schedule, but this time because yes. I went straight off Army X, I completely fucking forgot it. Yeah, but I feel like I could have done more, to be honest. Like the solution can't be that you and Eric should do even more or that we ask Olivia and Camilla to do like a lot of stuff. I should have picked up some of the slack. So. If you didn't have a great time at Scandis, I'm actually sorry about that. All we want for people to come and have good games and like have fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sorry to you as well, Freddie. Yeah, and then I think another another lesson we learned was not to mix like the different armies uh, yeah. in size. Um, yes. We we kind of tried it last year in in Stockholm. I wasn't there, uh, so I didn't get to see how it worked out. I think it it's like it worked well. I think because we, last, year. La last year, if I if I compare the maps percent percentage wise, we had um, less Leviathan uh, battle zones, yeah, way more Centurion, and uh, about you know in between Leviathan and Centurion, we had Age of Darkness. Mm. Yeah. But I think we but but when I went back, and you know, I think that the difference we did. At the last year ones is that we had instead of uh, like the five ten five ratio we had this year. If we compare that to last year, Scandus, the five would have been Age of Darkness, the ten would have been Centurion, and the five would have been Leviathan. Yeah. So that was the difference because this year we had like five Centurion, ten Age of Darkness, and five Leviathans. Yeah, and again the the map was fucking crowded. Way more than we. Uh, I, I built the map the last two weeks, uh, uh, three weeks from Scandus. And like we had the full, you know, amount of people scheduled now and we, they had paid and everything. And what, what I could see when I built the map was that it got really fucking crowded with the, yeah, with the different uh, battle zones. And just to make it worse, then the projector didn't really. It wasn't able to make a sharp picture, so we had on at the event to enlarge in the text, which meant that we had text clipping over the different paths and so on. So it was even more difficult to get a full overview of the map. So basically, from from what I see, I don't think for the size of event that we should run that system. Um, maybe I I think like a maybe a team event would be would be really cool. Um. And then you could yeah, also we... do different armies. So you could have like Leviathan or Age of Darkness together or something like that. I I don't know uh, how we should do that. But um, 
But again, I think Raltag should definitely be a max of 30 people because it's... Uh, the, I, I don't think the map can... or the, You can have the people there, but I think the map doesn't give an overview. Well, I think you need to split up the map then into three zones, yeah. like Leviathan, Centurion, and Asian yeah, Darkness, right. to make yeah. it not clutter. Yeah. And we should definitely do something about like the starting situation because now since there are only like four ways four ways out of the spawning base and we had 20 people in every team i know a lot of us just stood around waiting and then you arrived then if somebody was at lunch you had like wait again because only one person could be traveling away from your base at a time in one direction yeah and and like again i think events bigger than 30 people i think we should do something else than railtac um but but you actually had here we tried to spread people out the problem was that you actually we actually had six or seven connecting points to the spawn zones uh, for each faction but again people would have to walk away from the enemy to to get out and it was hard to get enough zones connecting in the middle um because the base of the map just wasn't big enough um so so yeah it's it was a matter of of simply having too many players and then which we is all... a fucking luxury if you think yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're a victim of our own success in a way yeah, yeah. and and, I'm, and again i think for some people they got caught up in battles all the time because they made it into the middle um yeah. and then we had other people that got out to the sides and maybe had a harder time getting a battle i know a lot of people did one versus ones, which was really good to see because that was put in there exactly to avoid not people not, not getting a fight. Mm. Um, I did like four of those. And yeah, yeah. and I, I had a great one. I, I played uh, Christopher Vori, um, <laughs> my old friend there, and that was quite a cool match. So we, we took up a casual friendly game and you all know both of us are playing really hard lists. So Christopher Vori, he showed up with three Infernus tanks. He was even nice to ask if he could just swap his army out so he just had the Infernus tanks. Um, and I, I played my hard-hitting uh, Alpha Strike army. And he, he looked quite evil at me when I arrived at the table. And after turn one, he only had one Infernus tank left. And then he, he looked kind of sad. But... Again, he we, we had a really fun fight. Um, we got some before and after pictures of his smile when he when he was. Uh... Yeah, I'll not hear I'll not hear an evil world said against that wonderful young man because <laughs> I had my first game against Linus and I like Linus and Linus had brought like his custodies and he had three moving boxes of stuff with him so he could like change it. <laughs> and he looked at my like puny centurion army at two thousand five hundred points like, oh. Is that it? And then he made the nice army he could, and I still got whooped. And then apparently in the middle of that game, like one of Linus' friends, like, "Hey, I'm bringing my Mechanicum list." I'm like, "Oh, like a nice Mechanicum list?" It's like, "Well, it's an Ordinatus Ullator and a Warhound." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, so no." And <laughs> War is like, "Don't worry, I'm coming in first. I'm like, "Fucking yeah!" So he came in with like his free Malkador Infernus, and he like cleared away some of Linus' shit. And then, like, Linus and, like, this mechanical guy just wrecked faith on the poor Vori for an entire turn. Like, oh. that young man, he had suffered the tensions of an Ordinatus and a Warhound. And, like, all the custodians ran past my battered Empress children just got beaten up for a turn. Oh. And then just, like, 
got at him. Poor guy. Well, yeah. he, he got to try out his three Infernus tanks. And apparently he didn't know that relics were experimental weapons. So suddenly he started shooting at me with the Nanite Blaster. Um, which was <laughs> rather fun. But uh, luckily for my destroyers, I had put them with two inches between each of them. Because uh, he had an Infernus tank. So when one exploded <laughs> in a cloud of grey goo, he didn't hit anyone else. But uh, oh. <laughs> that I could I could just see my whole army disappear because he hadn't told me that he had a relic gun. <laughs> Hashtag only a scandus. Yeah, yeah. So three Infernus tanks and an Anite blaster. Yeah, I also had uh, just briefly. That was a fun game against Linus. Then I played a pickup game against a gay na- guy named Shaz, mm-hmm. uh, whose name I think is Charles. Really cool guy. We actually played Nakamura before. It's been like two and a half years. COVID has changed everyone. Or as Eric said it. Uh, I see that in Sweden, you guys have like been going to the gym during COVID and gotten really big, and they like clapped my chest and like Jens shoulders. Then like and in Denmark, we have been having COVID, so we've all gotten really big, and then he slapped his and Janus belly, which I think was a beautiful <laughs> moment for everyone. Swedish physical superiority quietly acknowledged. Uh, and then after that, I played Shaz, and Shaz has a really cool looking like Iron Hands army, but he played it more like. How do I explain? He painted it like the old heavy metal style. So it's like a lot of muted colors. Like Freddy, you know, like the first Imperial Armor books, like muted metals and like oils and grime and dust. And the way I paint um, mine. Yeah, it looks really believable. Uh, Except Chaz was a nice guy to play against. He didn't yell perfection in my face a single time. I don't do that when I play Aaron Hans, mate. (laughs) Uh, And he had like one of these knights. The one with the flamer, is that Akron? Eric? The flamer said what? It's an AP free flamer on the night, and it's like a giant shield. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, the Aturon, uh, yeah, that's the um, what's the the big template flamer. Yeah, exactly, like uh, yeah. the nightmare template. Yes. And uh, he had that, played a lot same, of game. That that's a light version of the one the Infernus tank has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, we had a lot of fun. Like he had those, and like two of those armagers, baby knights, and like a Spartan, and. He had like 60 infantry just foot slogging, and my Empress Yellow list is also like 60 infantry just walking across the board. So we had like a classic grudge match, Emperor Children uh, versus Iron Hands, and it was so fun. My my Sun Killer squad continues its fine streak of getting murdered on turn one. But to be fair, this time they got that huge AP3 flamer on them. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they just got taken out, and I shot everything I could to his tank, and he just he rolled magnificently. Nice. My Forge World thirty euro dice betrayed me callously at this event because <laughs> I couldn't succeed in a, like a single mm. armor save for the first day. Oh. And we had it was like a game that swung like a pendulum. In the first two turns, I thought it was just gonna wipe me out, and then it sort of swung back, and I won narrowly. Like, I had one Legion champion just charging 10 breachers, Leonidas jumping in and cutting them down, and then they, like, fled. And his, like, Morlock guard failed a leadership test, turn one, and just walked <laughs> off and then came back. Right. It was really fun. And, oh, yeah, I took out the knight by just running into it with veterans who didn't have Tank Hunter and just melt-bombed it, and they survived. Nice. For some reason. And they just come to charge, like, 10 Iron Hands, a fury of Legion them. <laughs> like a lot of wonderful moments. I uh, kept forgetting that Materideo had Sunder. Uh, so yeah, uh, really fun I, games. I, I think I also found a new model actually uh, at Scandos that was fucking amazing. 
Um, the the Herald console. Oh yeah. For traders, he's so fucking good. Like because my basically my army was built to give victory points. It, it was really really hard, but it everything in it just gave victory points if it died. I was playing Pride of the League, and so if you killed my two veteran squads, you got these victory points. Then I had two uh, two Avengers that were both of them Lord of War choice. So that's two victory points more you could get. And then I had the Herald, who was also giving one victory point if he died. But holy shit, I had him in a drop pod with nine Kenetais. Um and, of, and then I could give him Divination, and they would have Biomancy, because why not? Um, and that guy, the, the extra inch he adds to the charge, only if you're a traitor, but hey, I was traitor. And reroll once to hit when you have 50 attacks on your charge then reroll once to hit is quite a lot of extra hits actually oh yeah uh, and when you charge through terrain then the extra inch is also really amazing i had yeah against warrior i think i only think they made it through like their own amount of points or something um but i had a a, a training game before scandals where i tested them out and they took out 1,200 points of Mechanicum in close combat in one battle. Um, and again, having, especially in a Thousand Suns army, where you can do divination, so you give the reroll to hits. I've been really lucky in getting the 4-plus invulnerable save on the character. And then you can also, then you also have Biomancy, so if you're lucky, you can get... 4 plus uh, invulnerable save and 4 plus feel no pain and eternal warrior on them. Um, so they, they can get really, really fucking good. And of course, with force weapons against Mechanicum, that uh, that tears apart all the robots because it's every... decapitate them immediately. Yeah, they just die. Um, and, and especially with the characters where you can put on the um, arcane literacy so they actually just ignore the first peril. Because then the turn you want to charge, that's the turn you just spam all your dice on one power, and then make sure you get that power no matter what happens. Um, yeah. So. And I mean, Candace, it's a place just to bring your best stuff, have fun, big yeah. games. I actually uh, ordered. I found out I actually had. I have ten Kenitai right now, and I ordered, or I have twenty more that haven't been built. Um, so I had to order an, an extra Dreadclaw drop pod, even though I did swear to myself that I would never ever buy a new one, because it's a fucking nightmare to build. But well, can't you just like use like super glue activator? Doesn't that help? It, the the problem is all the parts that you need to glue together at the same time, and then make them all fit the correct way so that it it's completely you know, the same size in all directions without having any any parts that look weird. Uh, so it's, it's just fucking horrible. Just like it's ended now. Else to do it for you? Yeah, but it, it has to be done properly. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, no, I'm going to do it myself. And I'm just going to hate my life for, for a full day while I do it. <laughs> it's 3D printed. I was actually uh, looking at files, but I could only find the old uh, Chaos one. I don't know if you know oh, the old okay. Chaos uh, drop pod. Yeah. Yeah. The old one looks like a trash can with claws on it. Yeah, exactly. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy it from Forge World and get get one that's hopefully completely straight. Um, 
so that it just fits. But let's see. Let's see. If it doesn't, I mean, the customer support for us in Sweden is really great. So <laughs> just don't live in Australia. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But then again, if, if they can, uh, each, of, each of the units can take out 1,200 points, then with two units, I should be good to go. And then, of course, you need to have them all coming down in turn one. So I also have a Death Stone drop pot. Yeah, also, I mean, it was a good time. Really great. I also played Jens and I played. Uh, I actually teamed up with Max to face Olivia and Camila. Mm. And, oh yeah, uh, you kicked their ass. Was, I heard. I mean, to be fair, they kicked their own ass because you yeah. remember how I told you I couldn't make an armor save to save my life. Yeah. Turns out they couldn't make a leadership save to save their life. Yeah, I heard they failed every single leadership test they took. Yeah, like turn one, they had like laser rapiers. So I shot like some last cannons at them and then they failed a leadership test. And Max was like, are they going to like leave their carriages now? And we checked the rules like, nope, turns out they run away with them. So I imagine yeah. like people under fire in Black Hawk Down, like we're taking fire. We have to get out of here. And they just jump up on like a utility scooter, like they drove down the city, just ran away slowly. And it was the same with like their Volkite support team. We killed like four out of 11 or something. And then they were like, we have to get out. And they ran off the board. Oh. But like the crowning moment was definitely when poor Olivia, like she had, I think she had an esoterist, like, which was really fun to see. It's beautifully painted. Mm-hmm. And like her champion with like 10 jump pack guys. And as I ran in my contemptor there, and I managed like beat five to death. And she's like, I'm going to hit and run. And I'm like, do you do leadership before? And she was like, yeah. And she did a leadership test, and I think she rolled like 10. Oh. And then she had to like subtract like losses, and she's like, well, okay, I guess we'll just roll uh, initiative. And I have plus, I have five on my contemptor. And I think she had four, and I just rolled like, I rolled higher than her. So I was sweeping advanced. What was it, like five, six hundred points off the table? Ugh. And I think my recon marines just r- jumped out from behind a boulder and shot their like puny shotguns at something, and they did jack shit. And then Max came in and just wiped out another 500 points. Yeah. And like their drill came up and they scattered away from my unit. Obviously. And then, like, out came like the Gath Terminators, no, the destroyers, and the destroyers just got ruined by Max as well with melted guns. That's and I think sad. by turn three, <laughs> we could like notice that it wasn't fun for everyone, so we just decided to call it. Yeah. So instead, we decided to do like a kumite. So we put up like a small uh, temple in the middle, and it's just like my my prayer, my legion champion versus Max, uh, like delegates, and then like Camille Olivia had like a duel to the death, and then at the end, it turns out the Empress Children Legion champion took on everyone and won. Nice, oh, perfection. And did, people did, laughed. Did when you I took expect the anything shield. else? Well, I had a boarding shield when everybody else had like a four plus invulnerable. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of expected I wouldn't win. Did you have a power fist? No, God no. I had a paragon blade, like a gentleman. What the? F- why, why? Why do you take paragon blades? Because he's a legion champion. It's in his backstory. He got condemned by Eidolon to be sent to the service of Istvan Free because he was considered to be too big for his britches. But. I also learned how you say in Danish, I hope we have a good game. Yeah. Apparently, you look them straight in the eye and you yell, Nuskadu smaki peak. That's how you say it, right? Because that's what people kept telling me at the entire event. 
Yeah, yeah, that you're gonna taste the penis. Great. What? <laughs> That's <laughs> horrible. Why would you people say, say that to me? Oh my god. Right. Uh, yeah. So rude. But... Uh, no, so we had a great game. And then I had like, I've told you before, I think that for next year and this year, I'm gonna play a bunch of Istvan free games. And if I lose them, if I lose more than I win, I'm gonna go trader with my Empress children. And if I win, I finally get to continue on the path of the righteous. Uh, upon that, which the fair man needs to fear nothing, and I could just uh, go loyalist. So first game against Jens, beautiful Istvan three, uh, draw. So we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of like a lot of lessons learned. Do you have anything you want to like close it up with, Eric? Because I know the time was a bit of a concern for you. Yeah. No, I think that's that's about it for me. So uh, just looking forward to next year, and of course all the coming events in the... all the fucking events in between. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like uh, yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard Fred is going to be a score. <laughs> Very funny. Now I have to <laughs> re- renovate a fucking kitchen. Uh, <laughs> so seems uh, like that's a you problem, mate. Yeah, it sounds like my own problem. Yeah, uh, I also wanted to go to BSK, but it it turns out it's apparently the only weekend I have free until Christmas. So so I decided to take it at home. So actually... if it's the only weekend that you have free in besides Christmas, you know, fucking hell, it's thirty k. That's what we live for, right? Yeah, yeah, but I also have a girlfriend at home who would. Oh maybe my god, like you've changed, mate. People. You've changed. You're dead to me. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Uh, uh, I have difficulties hearing Eric talk because it it sounds like the sound of like a whip. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it's sound, cracking from yeah, it sounds like he's Spiking. dead. He's dead. Actually, Who's I Eric? think we it's, from, it's from spending so much time organizing Scandals and NerdCon, which is in only two weeks. And we also have a, a team event in Copenhagen in December. And we're probably gonna have Raltag in Stockholm in January. So, so I think that, yeah, I I just need like one month. No, no, not having stuff to do that has to do with thirty k. <laughs> I have to say that like NerdCon, do you mean Freddy's birthday? Obviously, I know it takes priority there. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, mate. Also, having met your partner, she's a really cool person. You should do exactly what she tells you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop blaming her. She's the fucking best. Yeah, but... she's a tra- she's a trained medical professional. We need more of those at our event. Have you seen what our crowd looks like? <laughs> yeah, and she plays. Yeah, and paints. There you go. Well, too. And we yeah. all she's also part of our role playing uh, campaign in fantasy games. So uh, yeah, she she's gone all in on the geekiness, but she also wanted a weekend at home without playing. <laughs> so sorry, BSK. Next year, next year I'll be there. Fair enough. Yeah, but next next year it's I don't know like how the fuck we're gonna fit everything next year, but because you have January, you want to do Raltech. January yeah. we have LVO, and then and then we just keep going like we have Adepticon, we have Lincoln. Lincoln this year is gonna be we're gonna have one day Adeptus Titanicus, like a pure Adeptus Titanicus event. We're also gonna have our infamous Centurion event. With all that goodness, like that, that is already on Facebook. We haven't put up the Adeptus Titanicus event on Facebook. What about we'll the uh, what Cult about of Pain? The yes, yeah. yes, you will have Cult of Pain at Lincoln. Or check that with Henry. Uh, we're going to try and schedule in another Cult of Pain course throughout the year. And uh, we, we will have our normal fucking um, 
scan this event as we always do. That players pack is already up, uh, venue is booked, everything is ready to go. Like that, this is like the 10 year anniversary. So this bad boy has been planned. You know, you can see the time schedule, everything for everyone that wants to know when lunch is. Considering we fucked up the last time, <laughs> it's already there. It's already booked. You can just look it up because okay. hey, yeah. What about the uh, what about Lincoln? If let's say some people have no interest in playing Adeptus Titanicus, could we maybe uh, squeeze in some Battlefield Gothic so no, I can, sure I can be Christopher? Like, uh, I, I am planning to do like we did uh, two years ago before Corona to get like three uh, big rooms sorted so we could run the okay. painting course we could run like adeptus titanicus and then okay. afterwards we swap it up over overnight to like a the centurion event so we'll have all the train there with we'll, like bfg is super easy okay to so, so you're gonna you're basically gonna do a painting event the same day as you do other stuff no well at the evening we'll do like an evening uh, okay. yeah cool cool yeah. because i know henry wants to play I heard that uh, later this year they're actually going to do an event in Hö in Skåne. So check that out too. Yeah, I go. saw that uh, also. When was that? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, sorry. Uh, well, we can check it out. Like I, I have also updated. Like there, there is a Facebook page yeah, that's event, 30k yeah. events. Yeah, 30k events Scandinavia. And I've been trying to update everything. Like you will see the dates and the points in the actual post. And down in the comments, you'll get uh, links and specific details about the events. So I'm trying just to like give like an overview, and then in the comments, uh, organizers can write more information. So check that out on Facebook. And also to everyone who came to Scandus, thanks. Like if you guys hadn't come, we literally wouldn't have an event, and we're super happy to have you there. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think it was really, uh, it was a really fun time. It was so great to see people again. Thank fuck, we're out of Corona, we're into the next year, and we're fucking seeing that amount of new people, though. That was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. seeing that the heresy actually grows. Even though we're running no events, we have, like, no social interaction besides uh, the internet, and you're seeing that so many more people are actually joining the hobby is fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I actually, even though it's a dead game, I have to feel like my lack of social interaction is helping Heresy grow. So you're welcome, the rest of the world. That's true. <laughs> you should just shut up and yeah, drink your gin and tonic. <laughs> you're just you're just angry because you didn't get any more gin and tonics. That's true. Because you're an asshole. You didn't even come with your fucking gin and tonic. Yeah, I did. You drank it. I saw you. Well, I, I think remember. that the has really done a lot for the painting. I know at least oh, uh, yeah. for the Danes, every single one of us have painted a full new army during uh, COVID. Just one? Yeah. <laughs> Rookie numbers. <laughs> you need yeah, to pump again, those numbers up, how mate. Often do you have, how often Shut do you have up. one event, and then maybe half a year later, you have another event, and every single player has changed their army between last or since last time and painted it up. Every single person has, has painted a new army since last time. See? That's, that's good shit. That's great. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. I think uh, to wrap it all up for this episode, I think that the most important thing is we are seeing a grow growth in the community. Yeah, uh, we saw the first post-COVID event. You know, uh, we had a lot of plays there. It was good to see catch up with old faces. Most importantly, it was good to catch up with new faces. 
And considering that the next year is the fucking uh, 10 year anniversary of the entire hobby, I'm just thinking that we're kind of going into the next year super powerful and it can only get better. Definitely. And we're looking forward to see Call of Pain again. Fuck yeah, it's going to be so it's good. Been Back in a long business. time. And for all those new people into the community that we saw, like these 30 players that rocked up for Scandus, uh, man, Scandus was one event. Just wait until you get the entire fucking buffet of different events we have. Like we have Centurion. It's, it's like a full platter of stuff that we do. Uh, painting courses, hobby seminar, like there's so much shit going on. Like we have red books, black books. Uh, you have like uh, fluff, not for Eric though, but for the rest of us, like you, like fan made fluff. There, there's so much shit going on, and just fucking go into our Dropbox, pinch it all. Uh, we're gonna update it, date that uh, at the end of the year. And do like a proper fucking clean out and and update again. I know we did like Eric did a massive job before Scandus, but we need we need to compile it more and sort it out more. But because we have so much other fucking units in there that we haven't actually had time to put up there. So and yeah. we are kind of waiting to see if there's a new edition coming out. Yep. So we're kind of and like we, holding we, the guns on on a fuckload of shit yeah. that we have we, that we just want to provide free to the community. Yeah, we we went through the destroyer list. That's that's the one we made or we finished this time, where we updated it so it actually included the new shit from uh, book nine and ten. Well, sorry, yeah. book eight and eight and nine, not nine and ten. Yeah, um, book nine and ten. Yeah. Wait, Eric got book ten. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> I was out early. Nah, book uh, eight and nine. Sorry. So they got their uh, yeah different kinds of uh, ammunition and. The Sayagal grenades that destroyers are also good at using now. Um, so next time we're probably gonna do a yeah walkthrough of all of yeah going through all the other units we have up there. We and have so many different in. like uh, army lists in there. We have a special solar auxiliary for traders that are kind of like yeah. specialty things. We're like new militia list. Yeah. New Mechanicum list, we have like in different type of because you know the legions all could do all the things like like sort of destroyer company that we've done. Mm. Like we have other special companies for the legions. It, it, we have a lot of fucking shit going can't, on. There, so. Can't imagine Thousand Sons driving tanks though. That just breaks my immersion. Yeah, I shut what? the fuck up. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Danish Thousand Sons driving tanks. That's just I can't, I can't imagine a Danish Thousand Sons list that isn't optimized to kill people. I, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> that that one I can agree with, but but yeah. I, I, the other one was personal, I guess. <laughs> okay, closing. Yeah. Eric, yeah. what did you take away from from Scandis this year? Um, yeah, what did you take away? I think we got a lot of feedback for for the Raltec system, also like what to do and not to do in the future. Um, and yeah, I think that we got, yeah, quite, I think it, it was a lot of experience with the whole organizing the events and also, you know, have trying what, what works in larger numbers, because I think, Basically, Scandus this year is the largest event we have ever had. Um, 
and uh, the, there is a difference even even the fucking lunch break if you have 60 people that needs to go to lunch compared to 30 to like <laughs> e- even that because then you arrive at the the and venue if everyone and you... goes to the same fucking yeah, place yeah, it's yeah. a fucking problem yeah there's a Listen, line and Freddie, why does that fucking place forget to give me sauce for a kebab roulette yeah. like, no one gives a shit about kindness? you but no one gives a shit about you, Christopher. Shut up. Let nobody, Eric talk. Nobody got fucking sauce. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. And then, uh, however, I think it was fucking cool to have the venue as the place we slept because we had so much fun in the evening. So I think people who went home early. Yeah. Sorry, Freddie. You missed out on early. like 30% <laughs> of uh, all the fun to, at the event because we. Well, next year it's not going to be early. Get no. the fucking place back. <laughs> yeah. So it's it. I think it, we had a lot of good things, and I think we just got weeded out all the things we didn't want to do anymore, uh, all the things we d- wanted to do differently. So that that's what I got from it. And of course, I'm coming back, and I guess a lot of the Danes will be too. Yeah, Freddie. Same question. What did you take away from Harrison this year? Uh, it was fucking climatic. It it, it was. It was good to be out again. It's been too fucking long. Like, I don't know, like fucking cabin fever. But uh, the way, the the thing that I took away from her is the, I've already been hopping about that, that it's good to see because everyone's been talking online. It's good to see when you actually went up face to face and you actually had an event uh, to see that the community is more than just alive. It's, it's fucking thriving. Uh, that was fucking amazing. And just, you know, I I just love everyone. <laughs> I love I I missed it so much. You know, drinking beers, talking heresy, and like Eric, I really enjoy talking like fluff stuff and shit with people. And I can't wait, you know, for us to just move on from this and get back into the game, get back into the podcast, get back into like everything that we do normally, and just fucking return to some sort of semi normality where we used to have an exponential growth of the community, and it's just fucking amazing. That's it. Sounds awesome. So, yeah, that's it for tonight, I think. Well, didn't you have any fucking words of wisdom, you piece of shit? Well, you keep telling me to shut up, you asshole. Well, it's your turn to speak, mate. God damn it. Aussies, man. Why can't you be cool like the other Aussies? (laughs) No one cares about you. Just talk about that, Like, So what did you bring? (laughs) Or what did you take away? That the community is alive. It's thriving. There are a lot of people in Sweden and beyond who contribute to the hobby directly or indirectly by posting stuff online, by talking about heresy, by like listening to a fellow player, by just being cool guys when you hang out. Like we're in a literal fucking gym hall and we didn't have like any issues with like harassments or fights or whatever. It's just like a good time where everybody had a lot of fun and it invigorated me and like reignited my hobby spark. Right now, a bit like Eric, I'm a bit burnt out on painting because, as some of you might know, I painted like, I guess, I don't even know, 1,800 points in the last two weeks for Scandis. I was painting the day before, but I was fairly happy with results, so that makes me feel better. There's nothing better than rushing for a project, and then afterwards you look at it and you're like, oh shit, it looks like ass. But no, it was finished up, and now I just need like, what's that beautiful term from Spartacus? Put cock to arse. And like continue with the rest of this Istvan Shattered Armies. 
it was fun. It was a lot of good. And my takeaway is I should probably get a Titanicus army started up and paint some more BFG ships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cruisers and escorts in BFG are not a decent supplement or replacement of battleships and heavy cruisers. That is one of my takeaways. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you know, thanks for all the support. And we can't wait to get back to the next episode when we're probably going to talk more about uh, our normal stuff where we're talking about either rules, fluff, background, yeah. uh, painting, hobby, so on. We do actually have put our brains together and we kind of have a plan. Oh, my God, everyone thinks. Yeah. What the fuck is yeah, going there on? Is definitely an episode coming soon, I think, where we are going to take up all the fucking rules that people can't find out yeah, what they're supposed to do. But they keep, uh, because just running an event now, we kind of have fresh in my mind all the fucking rules that people keep either fucking up or can't find or kind of yeah. forgot. But stuff like, yeah, there's uh, the whole combat phase who can hit who and who can take saves and how do you actually take or go through the wounds there could also be how does a challenge work which model is moved where stuff like drop pod rules a lot of people they don't know that drop pods can definitely land in terrain as long as it's not impossible terrain and actually take yeah they can get immobilized which it's again another rule we can talk about there where they take double damage because they are already immobilized when they land. Um, so there are a lot of, uh, you know, rules where you see people play and it's, it's rules where pretty much everyone plays them wrong compared to how they're actually written. Um, so, so I think it's going to be a really good episode. I, I talked to some of the Danes about making it and they all of them really wanted to listen to that episode. So yeah. I'm definitely going to prepare that one. And and it also, like we always love to do, and we haven't done for a while, and we keep apologizing about that, but that is definitely, after that episode, that is going to be like the brainchild for updating our FAQ. Yeah. Because that's long overdue to be updated. What, yeah. if, what, if, what if we didn't update FAQ, but we just added new units? Oh, you're a crazy person. What about why? Why can't we have both? I don't even think we. I I don't remember the FAQ. What's in it? So we definitely need to update it. Uh, there you go. See. Yeah. Or more units. And and I'm fair. I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly sure I'm the rules guy at the moment here. So, yeah. So there we go. So we we're gonna go through some rules and and then we have some other shit down. But um, well, you'll notice. But we so all, we, we also we, have one we. We also opened up about some time ago with the making shit work, where we asked people about the a unit they wanted to work in an army, and then we would, you know, post or talk about an army or a way to yeah. make it work. Yeah, and we still have that. We, yeah, we still have you. We still have your input. We just have been fucking busy. All of us pretty much moving during COVID and not being able to see each other. So Shit, uh, we have all been moving during COVID. I yeah, didn't even consider that. We have all been moving. So this year is probably going to be better. And just because it's a long time ago we asked, we haven't forgotten it. So we got plenty also, of episodes coming uh, over the next few months. We also have an episode on how to start a Horus Heresy army on a budget. 
because I just made it up and I really want that kind of episode. That's easy. Just buy a 3D printer. <laughs> just just oh get like God. a magical box that produces whatever you can imagine with a 3D pen. Yeah. No, de- demon 3D printer. Boom. Done. No, but I think like we need to revisit like back in back 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 in the day we had like how to get into the hobby, and I think considering how many percentage are like new players, we should revisit another episode about an introductionary episode to the hobby. Yeah. Yes. So we'll definitely have that one as well coming up. So yeah, you have heaps of stuff look to look forward to, but in the meantime, I think it is. Uh, good night from me. And a good night from me. And from me. And remember, people, to be angry in the streets and fulgrim in the sheets and try not to lose your head. This is the Rangan Heresy Podcast signing off.